This is Savio. I've been seeking answers to some of life's most perplexing questions my entire life. In 2014, I was diagnosed with stage three cancer. And ever since, I realized my calling existed outside of what I knew to be familiar. This podcast is your home for survivors like myself and those who are searching to find meaning to their why. In season two, the show includes a mix of coaching sessions followed immediately by interviews with those from all walks of life who have been successful in the business, marketing, coaching, and financial worlds. The intent is to show the human experience in its rawest form so that others may glean insight. Nothing is rehearsed or has been edited. As a board-certified wellness coach, my job is to ask the deep questions of those trying to make sense of their place in this fractured world. I believe life speaks to us in different ways. Many of us listen, but don't know how or where to begin. As someone who has crossed the bridge between life and death, I say simply, begin where you are now and get busy living. If you liked today's episode, I would appreciate if you could share it and subscribe. Be sure to tag me at The Human Resolve so I can reciprocate in kind. So without further ado, welcome to The Human Resolve Podcast. Card game creator Diana Indries knows that a good relationship always starts by asking the right questions. Throughout her many years of searching, she has come to one conclusion. Never allow yourself to settle. She must now endeavor to take back her weekends, leading her to a much calmer place where the light can be seen. Hi, Diana. It's good to see you. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. Sure. Absolutely. So what would you like coaching on? Well, there would be so many things and it was quite difficult to pick only one. Um, But I think one that would help me in different areas is how to be okay with prioritizing. As in right now, because, you know, I'm, I'm running my own business and there are so many things happening at the same time, I keep feeling I'm running and never catching up with stuff. So obviously I have to prioritize and, you know, which one is most important right now, but how to be okay with that and not feel somewhat guilty that I leave other things, you know, um, for later on or next week or so on. Great. So what I'm hearing is sort of this idea of prioritizing your schedule and then also coming to terms with it, but also figuring out that you shouldn't feel guilty about that as well. Yes. Yes. So what would be a great outcome for today? Um, I don't know, a way or some, I don't know, some, something that would help me, you know, just to ease my mind that when I prioritize, you know, there is a reason for it and stuff, but, and, and that's the thing, cause consciously I know there is a reason why I prioritize things the way I do It's just being okay with that. I don't know how to explain because, you know, because there are so many things happening, I feel I should do even more than I'm doing. I see. So the outcome would be sort of coming to terms with the prioritizing, but also figuring out ways that you can sort of take that burden off you. Yes. Right. Right. So not eat because all of this causes me a lot of anxiety and I end up eating too much. (laughs) Ah, so there's a byproduct of it, which is the eating aspect. Yes. Wow. So just tell me a typical day. What does it look like for you? So, um, normally 
um, you know, before my schedule just get, got really crazy, I would wake up in the morning, go to the gym for like an hour or two, and then come to the office, start working, have lunch about midday, um, and then continue working till the evening when I would either snack something depending on my stress levels, or, you know, I would just like have a drink or something and I would go to sleep. Um, but for the last quite few weeks now, I didn't really go to gym either because I would wake up, let's say about seven-ish, although, you know, I wanted to wake up at five even or at six, you know, just to help me with like that extra hour. I never managed to do that. So I'm still waking up at seven and I'm dashing straight away to my office and then start working. And I normally don't eat in the morning other than maybe just snack on fruits, you know, just for like a bit of healthy sugar because <laughs> otherwise um, if I don't have my daily fruits I tend to eat sweets which again is just worse so um, yeah normally I have like you know a couple of fruits in the morning and then continue working till about midday when I'm really hungry and I'm always pressed of time as well because I don't feel I have enough time to just sit down enjoy a meal and that's it. You know, it's like I'm eating something quickly and I'm going back to work and I'm eating again something quickly and then again back to work because I have to finish so many things. Mm. And then so, in the evening, sorry, I kind of go home already shattered, you know, tired and fed up with the day. Spend maybe an hour or so with my husband and then just go to sleep. This is my normally weekdays. Ah. So what would be an ideal version of that? where you are prioritizing what you need to, but still giving yourself the, you know, the attention that you want? Well, that's a good question. Hmm. Still, I would still like to go back to being able to go to gym every day of the week, because I've, you know, on the days that I actually go, I'm so happy that, you know, at least I got that out of the way <laughs> and I got myself moving because otherwise I'm, I'm working all day at a desk, basically sitting all day. Um, so working out, coming to the office, you know, working till about midday, having a normal proper lunch and then working again till the evening as well. And then, you know, going home earlier a bit, having a bit of time for myself as well and for my husband and then going to sleep. Mm. So what does your food diet look like during this ideal day? Um, so I am normally vegan anyway, and I'm still eating vegan food, you know, even when I'm, you know, um, it's just that so the type of food I eat, I know it's okay for me. It's the amount that's the problem. It's the amount. So in this ideal day though, how would you structure it? I don't really know, to be honest. I think I would still have the fruits in the morning um, and then lunchtime, you know, just like a normal size portion of something rather than just going to, because um, where my office is, is uh, I have a kitchen as well, you know, where I sometimes cook, especially if I, you know, have longer days. So instead of eating straight away from the pot and, <laughs> you know, cause I'm rushing, actually sitting down with a plate and eating from it and you know yeah and then feel okay with that and not wanting to go for seconds mm. 
You mentioned you're a business owner. Prior to opening this business, how did priority work in your life? Um, well, before that, I used to work in corporate, so my schedule was really fixed. Also, in corporate, if you don't get to do something in a day, you know, once you leave the office, that's it. You cannot really do anything about it until the next day. So if I would have any ideas, I would just write them down and leave them till the next day because I would know that until I actually get to the office, I wouldn't be able to do them anyway. Whereas now, I never feel I have that off period, you know, because I'm connected on my phone, on my laptop. Many times I take my laptop with me at night, you know, just to maybe check some more emails, just to keep an eye on certain things. Because many times I feel that, you know, if I don't do that, then I might be a sort of bottleneck, you know, for the team I'm working with or other people. And I really don't want, you know, things to stay in one place when they can keep moving. So Diana, I would love to do an experiment with you. Are you open to it? Yes. Okay, great. So just want you to get comfortable in your seat and close your eyes or soften your gaze, whatever you feel most comfortable. I want you to take a couple of breaths in and out. We're just going to do a quick body scan. I just want you to breathe into the different body parts I mentioned. The head, the forehead, the eyes, the nose, the cheeks, the lips, the throat, the shoulders, the upper chest, the torso, the arms, the legs, the feet. So let's take a couple of breaths in and out again. When you think of turning the off switch, what's happening in your body right now? I start feeling hungry and anxious. Is that anxiousness anywhere in your body? Around my midsection area, around my stomach. Around your stomach. Can you describe any of the sensations you're feeling? Well, right now I feel full because I had my well lunch slash dinner not long ago, but I still feel a sort of weird hunger as well at the same time. Mm-hmm. What's the hunger? What's the hunger wanting? Food and comfort. Mm-hmm. And how did, how has food and comfort played a role in your life? Well, it helps me feel that comfort that I feel I need whenever I get anxious because of everything that's going on and all the priorities. How does food and comfort play a role in in your life before this business owner? I used to overeat if I would be upset. And the upset stemmed from various situations in life that I couldn't control Hmm. 
Can you sort of describe what this control is about? What do you mean? You said different scenarios in your life that you couldn't control. I'm just curious yeah, so about the control. So different aspects of things that happen and I never felt I have control over. Um, I know, again, consciously, I know that the only thing I can control is my reaction to them. But in the past, many times I would just react to many things instead of, you know, just letting things happen because, you know, that's how they happen. When you say that you indulge and you overeat, is it really the food that you're craving or something else? Is the comfort that the food gives. Hmm. And what do you hope to achieve from that comfort? Calmness. Sorry? Calmness. Calmness. And when you sort of feel into this calmness, does that hit anywhere in your body? It's usually around my midsection area, stomach area, that type of thing. So the comfort and the calmness are in the both sections. Do you think either one of them has something to, to tell you? I don't know. You want to breathe into it and see if there's anything there? What could they say? Because uh -huh. even right now, I feel on one side, you know, that I'm quite full because I ate quite a big meal. But then on the other side, I also feel that maybe that wasn't enough. <laughs> maybe I should just snack on something else as well. Mm. You know, different people have different philosophies. What do you, what's your philosophy on food? I like food. Um, food is something that, you know, in my culture and my family, we always, you know, have a lot of um, things that happening around food, like celebrations usually and gatherings. And um, for example, whenever you go to someone's house, um, they always offer you food like every time. And you cannot really say no to that because that would be considered rude. Um, that's how I show love towards my husband and my brother and my family. You know, whenever they come, I cook something really nice for them and towards my friends as well. Do you show love for yourself when you overindulge? Clearly not. Mm. So what's that about? I don't really know. Mm. Do you feel that food um, is something that you make a priority? Mm. Not necessarily a priority, but it is quite a big thing in my life overall. Like I don't plan my life around food, but, and you know, if I want to, and I've, you know, tested my power of will before, I could go on for like even two days, you know, to fast and not eat food. Um, but still I would always go back to it because I, I like food in general and I like cooking as well. So it's like, 
But even the cooking, I like to do it when I'm not stressed. You know, so I'm, if I'm pressed of time or something, I'll just throw something quick together that I know, you know, uh, my family is going to love. And then that's it. That's fine, you know, for today. And then tomorrow I'll see um, what I can do then. Um, but it's not like I'm going to stop my life and, okay, you know, now I'm cooking or, oh, my God, there's no food. I'm going to stop everything I'm doing because there's no food. So I don't have that type of thing going on. Hmm. Just sort of wondering about your schedule of if you said you went on a two-day fast and food wasn't part of that at all do you think your schedule or how you deal with some of the things you need to take care of on a daily basis would change if i wouldn't eat yeah um i don't think it would change too much to be honest no do you think it would help you achieve more things or be better at your at your job? Hmm. That's a good question. Maybe in a way, as in after I eat, especially if I overeat, then I become sluggish. And I just want to like lay down and not necessarily continue working at the same intensity as I was you know, until then. Mm. So I know we all need food to survive, <laughs> but what would be some action steps that you can sort of make it so that it makes sense in your life and that you're giving time for yourself and time for your work and time for your needs? Well, prioritizing, but then also you know, coming to terms with the fact that, you know, even if I leave certain things right now, you know, on the, for later, for example, um, it's okay, I can do them later rather than always being anxious about having to do everything at the same time. Yeah, you mentioned previously when you worked for an employer, you would just leave it to the next day. How do you think, what do you think the difference is between the two? Um, well, there are quite big differences because my previous employer was a massive corporation, um, government-run corporation, actually. Um, and if I left something from today, you know, to do tomorrow or maybe even the next week, it would be okay because things would still move um, as I was only a tiny piece in that full machinery, you know, so the machinery would still work and then I would still be able to, you know, catch up and still do it. Um, whereas now I am the machinery basically. So if I don't do it, there is no one else in my business who will do it. And let's follow this through. If you don't do it, what happens? Well, things won't get done. The business won't progress. Um, I won't be able to, you know, help people because that's my goal of helping couples. And it will just die, basically, the business. So if you did this, even if you let it go one day out of the seven days a week, would your business still die? Maybe not in that one day, but... Um, it could affect it. 
So how do how do we create ways so that safeguards so that that wouldn't be affected? I don't know. Do you have staff that No. Are there ways that you can implement other methods or automation? Um, where I could, I've done. Um, things that I literally cannot handle myself, I've um, delegated, like the accountancy things or, um, for example, the marketing for the website because I know I can do it, I know how to do it, it just takes me too long. So I've actually, I'm actually working with a really good marketing team. But everything else, it's basically on me. And whatever I could automate already, I've done. Uh, and whatever tools I could get, you know, to help me to move things in, in a smoother way, um, I have. Um, there probably might be some other things as well, but I don't know which they are right now. Do you feel right now, the way you are going with your business and your life, that it's sustainable? Well, that's, that's the issue. Because I don't think it is. Because um, I've already started putting, up some, putting on some more weight, which, you know, that's never a good thing. Because I don't think, you know, extra weight is healthy, especially for me, because all of that leads to hormonal imbalances and a lot of other things. Um, so, yeah, that's why I'm here. <laughs> mm. So, so how can I you keep yourself... Stop this, you know, before progressing into something bigger. Okay, so let's, let's find ways to stop this. How can you become accountable for yourself to, like, nip this thing in the bud? Hmm. I don't know. What do you, do you have suggest? any? Do you have any social support in your life? I have my husband, and I have my family as well. But in your business, do you have any social support in your business? Um, no, no, not really. I mean, I'm just trying now, and I'm working right now on networking as well. Um, but I do it, let's say, maybe a one percent of my time because, hmm. yeah. So, so if you're open to it, I can have a couple of uh, you know, suggestions. Sure. Sure. So have you ever um, sort of wrote out your schedule for the day and figure out ways that you can grab a couple of minutes here and there for yourself so that way you, 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 know, you refocus your energies? I have tried this, but what I didn't like about it was that the fact of that time being a finite time. So for example, if I get half an hour and I want to do I don't know, maybe just lie down for half an hour. I cannot really even fall to sleep, for example, or rest properly because I already have to wake up and, you know, fire up my engines and then get going again. So, yeah. I mean, I did try and I do try to do like certain things during the day as well, you know, just to break it up a bit for myself. Like maybe even going out for like a five minute walk, literally just around the block and then coming back. Um, but I cannot really, I didn't manage to do that um, consistently. And also because of the tasks that I'm doing, they differ every day. So 
you know, especially if I'm in the flow, for example, for like two, three hours, I'm not going to stop that, you know, and just go out for a walk and then come back because it will take me even longer to get back into that flow state. So I'll just do that. And then most likely, you know, something else will come up that will need urgent attention. So I'll just deal with that as well. And the next one and the next one. Have you looked into mentorship or individuals who are doing who own small businesses like you and how they sort of navigate towards those? I have. Um, most of them are men, um, which, you know, if you're a woman in business, things are different because there are still those, um, you know, things expected of you as a woman and as a wife and still run a business as well at the same time. Whereas from men, I feel people just expect them to run a business and that's it, you know? So it's still juggling all of that. Um, and I found very, very few women with who I could, you know, resonate. Um, and the ones that I found, they don't really have that much time as well <laughs> to connect and to... <laughs> Mm. moan about all of these things <laughs> together basically <laughs> are you doing anything for yourself wellness wise um i do do my nails regularly because that you know helps me uh because if i if i'm more put together you know it makes me feel better overall um i do do my hair once in a while as well and you know stuff like this about beauty that helps me you know just to yeah <laughs> well, you mentioned you're vegan so what about yeah. things like vitamins or meditation um vitamins i would stay away from mainly because of my weight and they tend to help me gain more weight um meditation again i did try but and it's working at times, depending on my mental state at the time. So I could, maybe it's just a, a, a point of, you know, not having practiced it enough. I don't know. But I do find it quite difficult many times to just stop and try to meditate. Mm. Because then, you know, all the thoughts rush in and then I just get even um, more panicky. When you and I did that that um, breathing exercise right now, did, how did that feel? It felt good. Is, is that some, a bit. Is that something you'd be interested in, in incorporating? Would it be just a matter of literally just breathing through each body part, or yeah. is there I mean, more it, to it? I mean, there's obviously more to it that you can do, but just initially since you mentioned mm -hmm. that when you meditate your mind wanders just wondering if there's any benefit for you in doing that interesting mm -hmm. yeah yeah so we talked a lot Diana about sort of this idea of prioritizing and sort of eating and then sort of not having time for some of the stuff that you want to do and then having to fire uh, on all you know on all engines here during the day how does this sort of shake up for you in terms of like figuring out your next steps 
next steps as in what do you mean exactly you know bring yourself back to balance you know bring yourself back to knowing you know you stated that this is probably not sustainable well i don't know so the thing is that i started to work in the weekends as well just so i can uh, be on top of things um maybe you know starting by taking back my weekends um i mean i started you know um blocking out my sunday because some of my um some of the people i collaborate with on certain things they just kept moving certain meetings and they're like oh can you do sunday and that was when i was like no you know i I was doing some admin stuff on Sunday, um, but I w didn't want to let meetings as well trickle in into my Sundays because I was like, no, that's that's way too much commitment already. <laughs> so I, I do want to cut back on that admin time as well on Sundays, you know, just to like maybe one hour in the morning. So I'm calm that, okay, I've done at least a bit. And now, you know, the rest of the day is dedicated to family and husband and friends and all of that. Okay, so you're gonna take back your Sunday Yes. Any other things that you can, that you think of? Um, well, with my husband, we do have our weekly date night. Um, and we have specifically put it during the week. So it breaks the week up for us, you know, and it gives us something to look forward to. And maybe just, you know, coming up with some ideas that we can do on date night that does not involve food. Mm. So what would what would some ideas be? I don't know. <laughs> I have to I have to research this because um, I mean I know you know some very basic ones like having a walk outside or maybe even going for like a test match together or like that. But um, you, know, you do those once and then you kind of want to switch it up and do something else. So I'll have to do a bit of research and, you know, get some ideas. Mm. So in thinking and feeling into this, how does that sort of stomach area earlier that you've sort of felt, how does that feel now? Um, I actually don't feel that weird hunger anymore. Mm. It's, I kind of see, you know, um, we have this expression in, in my native language that um, the devil is not that black after all, you know. So um, usually we use it in situations where you see no light in it, you know, you see no um, way out of it. Um, but then you kind of start to see, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I get. I start to see that there are actually other things that um, I could do. You know, the more I think about it, the more I can come up with like ideas what to do and where to work with my schedule. And where do you think this light is leading you towards? A calmer place. A calmer place. Can you describe yes. it? What does the calmer place for Diana look like? Um, having that feeling that I don't have to do anything. You know, like when you have a very lazy day in bed, 
where you literally don't have any schedule, you don't have to go anywhere, you don't have to see anyone. That's my ideal type of calmness. Or I can just lay in bed if I want to. If I want to go out, you know, I can, but I don't have to do anything. And that's realistic? It might be for a short time. (laughs) (laughs) It might be for a short time. Well, it's all a work in progress. (laughs) Yes. Wonderful. Well, this is great. I think this is a good place for us to transition into the interview portion. So tell my audience more about Diana Indris, what you do, who you serve, and what your mission is. So, um, as I mentioned, I own a company which is called Better Topics, which is actually a platform where we're helping couples um, improve their relationship by communicating better and also having a lot of fun by playing a game. So Better Topics itself is a physical card game and also an app, which we have recently launched. Um, and it has like a lot of repeatable questions that you know couples can use during the play. And um, it also has a lot of modifiers. So you know, if a question seems a bit too difficult to answer, you can you know either use a reverse the question card or cancel the question and so on. Um, and whoever wins, you know, from the couple, whoever wins the game, they can get to choose their own rewards as well out of the reward deck. And therefore, you know, get to get their partner to do something for them or something that they can do together. Hmm. What have you seen as the most um, sort of in the area of relationships, the most um, sort of often misunderstood aspect of it? Hmm. I think the fact that, you know, although we are adults in relationships, we still like to play. We still learn more through play. And um, the fact that, you know, whatever we did at the beginning of the relationship, we should kind of do the same later on as well. Otherwise, the, the relationship itself, it's an organic thing. And if you don't work on it, if you don't help it grow, it will slowly die out, you know? And then you wake up 20 years later and you don't know what happened, you know, where where the love has gone and the passion and everything. And the thing is, it doesn't just go away, you know, from one day to the next, it kind of slowly goes away, you know? And if couples are not careful, you know, before they know it, it just ruins the relationship basically. And they wake up one day feeling that they, they don't know what they're doing in this relationship, you know, if they don't work on them. Mm, yeah. Well, what would be some tips to help individuals <laughs> to make sure that, that that fire doesn't get extinguished? Well, I mean, there is the other side of the coin as well, where, you know, there is this uh, massive burst of passion in the beginning of a relationship um, and all those chemistries as well and everything you know that's going on in the beginning. And then later on, once you're in more of a um, steady relationship, you know, it calms down a bit. And it's normal because you get used to that person and, you know, it's all good. But you can still keep up, you know, the passion through, well, having weekly date nights, for example, as I am doing with my husband. That's one of the main reasons why we actually... Um, instituted this even from the time that we were dating. So even before we were 
in a proper relationship, you know, and stuff, we actually, you know, came up with the idea, let's start having weekly date nights where whatever happens in the other days of the week, this specific afternoon, it's for us, you know? So yes, having regular date nights, definitely. And then asking questions, you know, asking questions like, are you really okay? When do you need me? Did you need me with anything, you know, this week? And I wasn't there, which is actually one of the questions in our game as well. Um, you know, or was there anything that really upset you last week? Or was there anything that made you laugh out loud last week? You know, uh, because there might be that those moments are not lived together, you know, so I might have maybe some very funny stories going on at my work and then, you know, my husband can ask me about them and then, you know, I can tell him about good times, good times as well that I had during the week without him. Um, so, yeah, having weekly date nights, definitely. And trying to do the same type of things that people did in the beginning, later on as well. For example, flowers. Um, my love language normally is physical touch anyway and my husband's is quality time but still i still appreciate the flowers he gets me once in a while you know i mean even these lovely flowers that i have just here you know he got them for me yesterday because it was our date night so he still gets me flowers once in a while which i really appreciate you know and some people might think well why did and I remember when I was working still in corporate and, you know, I had my own office and he would still send me flowers, you know, to the office. And obviously I was so happy about them because I like flowers and stuff. And many people around, you know, around me, they're like, why is he sending you flowers? Is there anything going on, like any celebration? And I'm like, no, he's just sending me flowers because, you know, he loves me. And they're like, well, yeah, but you've been married for so many years. Why is he still sending you flowers? And I'm like, well, why not? You know, he's like, he still, he still wants to make me happy, even with flowers, even with maybe a meal out, even with just maybe holding my hand whenever we have a walk, you know, all these things that people tend to do at the beginning of the relationships, I think they should, you know, keep them, keep doing them later on as well. Mm. I like that point about sort of, sort of doing the things that you were doing in the past and then finding ways to rekindle that. It's, yes. it's really it's really great to have that correlation. It also made me think about um, sort of, you know, the research around gratitude. Like I know a lot of people who are just grateful for a lot. They do the end of the day gratitude. But, you know, and, you know, there's clear research, you know, University of Pennsylvania research on it. The question to ask is beyond the I'm grateful for something. Why did that happen? Why Why did that specific? And I just, just in relationships, I could see that that would be a great way to sort of, um, you know, nudge or even probe your partner so that you just feel valued and you feel heard and you feel, you know, loved. Um, so just maybe think of that. Yes. Um, I would just want to add to that the fact that, you know, whenever we ask questions, we have to be a bit careful so we are not judging them or straight away accusing them, you know, either with how we're asked, what question we ask, or how we ask it, you know, because even the tone that we use when we ask certain questions can feel threatening to the other person, you know. Mm -hmm. So if we're a bit careful, you know, on that side of things, and this is one reason why we've created the Better Topics game, you know, because we've thought of all the questions and also how to ask them, you know, so especially for people that don't even know where to start, they can just get the game and start playing 
Also because games usually tend to ease the tension as well, you know. And when people play, they do tend to um, be more honest and open in their answers. So, you know, this would just help them start having those uh, meaningful, deep conversations. Mm. What is like the top three questions that gets the most interest? Well, it's a full deck of cards, so (laughs) (laughs) I would say all of them. Um, So I do like the more, the deeper questions myself, mainly because, especially after playing it so long, you know, even when we were creating it and developing it, um, I like the deeper ones. Um, And I do know that some people are finding them a bit difficult to answer. Uh, But there still are, you know, I don't want to scare people off thinking that all of them are so probing and so deep, deep rooted questions, but they are not. Some of them are quite fun and lighthearted as well. Um, My very, so the best question that I like is um, the one I mentioned is when did you need me last week and I wasn't there. And there is the other side of that coin where it says, when did you need more time for yourself mm. and I didn't give it to you, you know? And um, tell me a story from your past that you haven't told me about yet. Mm. Because I feel all of these three, especially if you combine them, they're quite powerful because, you know, if you keep asking your partner, when did they need you and you weren't there, you know, after a while you start seeing certain patterns And then you can recognize them and you can foresee when those type of situations come back and then you're there already for your partner. You know, they don't have to miss you in those type of situations. Um, And it is the same with the times when they need time for themselves. And the question about the past I really like as well because um, it helps us understand why our partners, you know, react in a certain way in certain situations. You know, and most likely it is because, you know, something has happened in the past and they react in a certain way, you know, and then um, it makes you less upset, maybe, you know, in certain uh, situations because you understand why they react like that. Yeah, I love sort of that context sort of aspect of it. Uh, yesterday, I, I had the privilege of uh, interviewing um, uh, Venus Williams, the tennis champ. Uh, and one mm-hmm. of the questions I asked her was relating to the fact of how does she's launching a new product? Uh, and how does that uh, specific product affect your hopes and dreams for the future? Uh, and um, I think when you ask someone that kind of a question, it's definitely resonating because they feel, once again, that you really care. Um, exactly. So I, I really sort of love that. Uh, you know, my listeners always love. I, I, I've had the, you know, the great fortune of, you know, interviewing and sort of, you know, coaching, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners. What's your backstory on why you started this company? Um, it's actually a combination of things. You know, it wasn't a light bulb moment where I woke up and I was like, oh my god, this is what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Um, I had throughout my life made decisions um you know some people thought they're rash you know they were like rash decisions for example just after uni within two weeks i think i i moved to the uk completely by myself um bear in mind it's a different language that my you know that my native language it's a totally different country is literally the other side of europe than where i'm from um 
and I just started my life from almost zero up really um, so you know it came a time where and when I was in the UK I, I worked in corporate for like seven years you know and I did have a specific goal in mind you know I wanted to achieve a certain position in that corporate company because I thought, you know, once I get there, I'll get to say, you know, what I want to do. I'll get to implement my ideas. I get to be creative with stuff. And I got there and it wasn't what I imagined it to be. You know, I was so disappointed because it was even more horrible than before. You know, you just had a tiny bit more money. It wasn't even much. You had tons more responsibility and tons more orders to follow rather than to implement anything new. So, you know, at that time I was like, okay, I need to refocus and, you know, go towards something else that makes me feel happy every day, you know. Um, and also in the same period of time, um, I've met my husband and both of us, we love board games and we have so many of them at home. Um, and we do tend to play, you know, board games, especially on our date night, especially, you know, but we usually tend to leave those for winter or bad weather type of days um, because, you know, winter is coming and it's quite long. So we'll have enough days to do that rather than spending summer days um, on playing board games. And we got a lot of so-called card games for couples. And we were quite disappointed to see that many of them were just one-off questions, you know. And... Once you go through all of them, you kind of can throw it away, give it away or whatever, because you cannot really replay it or re-ask the same questions you already asked. So also many of them didn't even apply anymore to us, you know, because we were together for so many years and questions like, what's your favorite ice cream type of thing? I'm like, you know, if after a few years you don't know I love chocolate, <laughs> we have such a big problem that <laughs> these cards cannot solve for us. So, you know, all of those combined, um, it actually, and we, we were uh, brainstorming as well with my husband, like, what are my skills? What can I do other than being a manager in a corporate setting, you know? Um, because although, um, you know, I got to that level and I had enough experience in management, that wasn't something I wanted to teach to others because I wasn't happy in that setting. I didn't want to, um, convince others to go there, if that makes sense. So um, that's why I just wanted, you know, to do something totally different with my life. And, you know, better topics started. We started creating it as a game for us mainly, you know. Uh, we've played it a lot whilst we were creating it and we're still playing it today, you know. Um, so yeah, that that's my background basically. <laughs> I, I love that, um, you know, Brands usually have like a vision statement, you know, individuals usually have a philosophy. What do you think that couples, what do you think a great um, sort of mantra to live by would be or a great quote to live by? Hmm. I have a couple of great quotes that I honestly live by. And the first of them is, as you would not take money advice from a broke person, don't take relationship advice from someone who's not in a happy relationship. You know, this is my, I think, the one I would literally write in stone. Um, because many times, you know, throughout my life when I was given a lot of relationship advice, you know, for 
a while I started taking it, but then I stopped myself and I was like, okay, but you're giving me all this advice. Are you really happy? Did this advice work for you? You know? So, and many times, um, especially when, you know, uh, because I got married quite late, well, close to my 30s, really. And that's very late, you know, in my culture where I'm coming from. Um, and everyone in my family was like panicking, like what's happening? Why am I not getting married and all of this? And I realized that, you know, people who are not truly happy in their relationship, they will always advise you to settle, you know? Whereas those who are truly happy in their relationship, they know what that true happiness is they will never allow you to settle for anything less mm. than what actually makes you that happy. Love it, love it, love it. That's so, so true. I found that to be true in all of my, you know, sort of experience in, in viewing relationships from afar, you know, because that's an area of life, you know, for me that I struggle with. I'm very honest about it. Um, mm -hmm. So I really, really love that piece. Well, Diana, today it was an absolute pleasure to speak with you. I really enjoyed this. Um, please tell my audience where they can find you on the internet. Thank you so much for having me today. It was um, interesting, <laughs> to be honest. I've, I didn't open up that much up to uh, um, people for quite a while now. Um, so they can find me on YouTube at Better Topics or Instagram or Facebook even. Um, and our website is bettertopics.com where they can find more about our physical card game and where they can download the app as well. And for those of your listeners who want to download the app, um, if they use the code SAVIO10, they also get their first month off of, of any uh, paid memberships. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for that offer. Well, I really, really appreciated speaking with you today. Thank you so much, Diana. Thank you so much for having me. Hi there. I really hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast episode of The Human Resolve. If you feel that others may enjoy this episode as well, please share socially at The Human Resolve. They can also visit my website, thehumanresolve.com, where I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions, daily prompts to move in the right direction, sync directly to your smartphone, and a subscription to my weekly newsletter where I probe into the secrets from living smarter to feeding your three brains. If you could also help me out and give me a review and rating on this platform, because I do care what you have to say, I would really appreciate it. Now, get out there, my friends, and get busy living.